Hello and welcome to the podcast. My, I'm your host, Jazz, and here I have with me Uncle Gary. Yo, yo. And uh, today's episode, we're going to go in, uh, we're going to go in hard on the film The Tomorrow War. And, uh, but first of all, how the fuck are you, Gary? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, I've been... I've been seeing a lot of friends lately because our our province has opened up uh, to stage two. So I realized one of my buddies, his name's Prescott Goldsworthy, big Liverpool fan. He's a, a, a weekly listener. Okay. He's like, oh man, I'm sorry. We haven't been keeping in touch, but I have been listening to your podcast. So I, I feel like that's just enough. And I'm like, that is just enough. So this is the Prescott. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Does everyone do listen back to this? Because it's... Uh, it's really just two idiots bantering about really shit movies in the end of it. <laughs> it's just like, oh, and so we thank good. you for, we thank you for letting us take up your time. Um, but yeah, I saw my buddy's kids. Uh, one's three, one's like six months. So I hadn't seen the baby yet. And I saw one of my buddies since like last September. And then another one for two years because he was in San Fran. So um, borders are opening up. If you're a Canadian citizen, you can come without no quarantine. So hopefully... We can leave without no quarantine if we have a vaccine, but uh, let's see how that goes. Um, I've been watching Dave, the second season. It's a rap show on FX. It's it's good. It's, it's like the exact opposite of Atlanta. Okay. The white dude. <laughs> it's overly <laughs> overly sitcommy. Overly like like the the he raps like. As a musical, like there's musical numbers within the episodes. Well, you know, Atlanta has nothing like that, right? So, but it's still, it is, it's still pretty good. Um, um, yeah, how are you, man? Everything all right? I mean, today's yeah. the day England made the final four. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Just everyone keeps saying it's coming home. It's coming home. It might actually come home finally. But um, other than the football, of course, uh, I, I uh, recently went to the cinema. There's nothing really out in the cinema. Um, so I went to watch uh, Freaky, which is basically the uh, Freaky Friday version of uh, somebody um, getting swapped in the body of a serial killer. And it's pretty funny. It had a Vince Vaughn uh, as the serial killer, but of course, when it swaps around, he has to act like a little uh, teenage girl throughout the whole movie, which was pretty funny. Um, the film was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And I uh, finally, as well, Gary, I uh, completely, uh, completely watched um, the what's it called the Last Dance. And uh, of course, you know me; I don't really understand basketball, but I certainly appreciated it more <laughs> after watching that. Um, Can I say something about the Last Dance? Go on then. So, um, a few years ago, LeBron James uh, was facing the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. and it's a seven-game series, best of four. Yeah. So, Golden State was up 3-1. Okay. And Golden State is literally one of the best teams made up at that point. And um, they, had, they were hosting two of the games. So, no team has ever come back from 3-1. Mm-hmm. LeBron leads the teams back to 3-2, 3-3, and they win game seven. Oh, shit, okay. After that, 
and he won it in Cleveland. So imagine like he won it in his local one. So it almost meant like more than a single championship. So when once Jordan, like Jordan, he allowed the documentary people to start looking into the video footage that he had from the nineties, mm-hmm. like a day or two after they won. Uh, so everyone thinks it's for him to be back in relevant, just to make sure everyone knows who the real man is. That's cool. <laughs> but well, has it, anyone right? has anyone won as many times as Jordan yet? Six times? No, LeBron's there with four, and he's still like playing, right? He's still playing, but like stat wise, LeBron's passed him for everything: okay. points, assists, rebounds. Um, but yeah, it's just um. The old, see, it's weird because in basketball, the commentators, the older ones who used to play, they don't ever praise the new generation. Okay. They, they always say, oh, we were, it was tougher, so it was harder for us to play. Like, we would destroy you guys. Yeah. But they also can't succeed, like, can't, they can't um, accept LeBron being better than Jordan because then they'll realize that even if I played in today's NBA, I would never have won either. Yeah. But anyway, and that's too much sports for me. But before we uh, go ahead with the movie now, I just want to just mention one thing. Uh, Fast and Furious 9. There's a ninth one out. I didn't, that completely skipped my mind. Um, why? Why is that happening? I suppose, they, well, as of yesterday, it, it like beat like all the records for any movie post um covid but then again that's pretty easy to do when you're like one of the first big blockbuster movies to come out and and then it's like they've always been ridiculous these these uh, fast and furious films and uh they get weirder and weirder each year well each film but i just saw a clip and these motherfuckers are in space yeah it's I'm not a, even I'm a joke they're... <laughs> they're in like astronaut and they're looking at each other and they're like like uh, they won't believe this shit, will they? Like, no, I can't believe this shit, and I'm watching a movie. I've only seen a brief clip, but it actually looks like like from the spaceship from Rick and Morty. It looks so like it doesn't look like a like proper spaceship. Well, yeah. It looks it literally looks like they did it themselves, and it just so like cool. a little mini submarine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest, Karen. I don't think I've seen a Fast and the Furious since the fourth one. I think I've watched like a few in between loads. I've seen more than uh, half of them, but like uh, there's a few I've probably missed out. It's just for entertainment value. They're all fucking garbage. But no, number two is a, a good like a few like that's not like I don't say good movie, but that's a like a fun. I one, can waste my, I can waste my time watching that movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. The ejecto Cito. Yeah, I, I know, yeah. but Eva Mendes. Oh yeah. I mean, the villain, the villain. I can't remember his name, but he's in the um, Yellowstone that show. With Kevin actually, Gosling. no, I like that one. Is that the one when they put the rat inside the frying pan and then they start burning it over the body, like to torture someone? I'm, I'm sure that's in it. They put a rat inside a little uh, hot pan and they just put it. They torch it basically, and then the rat's just ripping out the skin. No, dude, I think that's the first one. Because remember the him, Paul, and the Paul Walker's character and the. The character that doesn't like him from the crew, mm-hmm. they're robbing, and they see the Asian fam- people, I believe. Okay. Like they, they see the Asian gang that uh, eventually they turn on. Okay. They're um, trying to pull one over on one of the workers from the mechanic shop or something like that. All right. So okay, then that's fine. <coughs> um, wait, you watched Far From Home though? Yeah, yeah, I watched Far From Home on the big uh, 
big screen. I think we mentioned it on the last on the last podcast. I'm sure we did. did. No, if it's not, been a while, man. If not, I just want to say I enjoyed it. Well, don't say anything. We'll do a podcast. No, I, no, I'm, no, I'm sure we did. I'm sure we did. We definitely did. But anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll do a pod- We're going to be doing a podcast on the Spider-Man trilogy soon, anyway. So, um, well, the recent two, with the the third one coming out, making it a trilogy. But yes, yeah, and we'll be doing that over the next few months because the third movie is coming in December, and yeah. so we'll build up. Yeah. Um, sorry. But yeah, anyway, we're, uh, so let's go. Let's start the show. Set it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. Because it's all part of the plan. I'll be back. Are you not entertained? You talking to me? It's time. Here's Johnny. For the Diluted Film Dive Podcast. Drink your Milkshake! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. I'll have what she's having. And now, here's your host, Jess and Uncle Gary. Get down. Hello and welcome back. Uh, Yeah, so today's episode, we, like I said earlier, it's on the film The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. Um, The film is directed by Chris McKay. As uh, we only know him from uh, directing the Lego Batman movie in 2017. Upcoming movie, he is making the second Lego Batman movie. Um, And also, this is uh, something that you are definitely going to enjoy the news of, or you may already know Gary. He's going to be making the Nightwing movie. And... uh, that will be written by uh, Bill Dubuque, if you say that, the person who wrote Ozark, the judge and the accountant. But yeah, have you got anything to say on the, the night on Nightwing? Um, yeah, okay, so he he's done shows like Robot Chicken. He was he's done more editing. I think that's where he started his film right, his career. Yeah. Um he went from the Sarah Silverman program to like Robot Chicken. He did like a Batman, like you mentioned. This is actually his first uh, live action movie. Mm-hmm. It's um, so yeah, going back to Nightwing. Um, the reason why Nightwing fell apart from what I can tell is because they didn't know which Batman they were able to use. Like, if they're so from the original Batman vs. Superman, um, the Robin that you see, everyone initially thinks it's Jason Todd, the second Robin, but um, if you see one of the extended scenes. There's a Dick Grayson tombstone, so mm-hmm. technically he never became Nightwing in the Batman in the Snyderverse, excuse me. Okay. Um, which is a w- w- reason why that Batman kind of went off the hinges because Dick Grayson's kind of like his moral compass. But what uh, I think that's where he kind of stopped. But it was gonna be heavy with uh, James Gordon, and we you'd have Batman in the background, so they needed to know who was going to be uh, Batman. And so Nightwing's an interesting character. He's kind of like Spider-Man or Peter Parker where um, there's a lot of development. There's a lot of character development. Uh, He started as Robin. Uh, He became Nightwing. He became Batman when Bruce Wayne died. Um, Mm -hmm. When Bruce Wayne came back, he became Nightwing again. Uh, He faked his death and became a spy. Um, 
he's led teams. He's led the Justice League. He's led the Teen Titans. He's led the Outsiders. Um, he's like everyone loves him. He's the the multiverse. The the most common thing in the multiverse is Dick Grayson being a good guy. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, he's my fairy character. I just went for like a two minute spiel on him. Um, <laughs> if you can look behind me, Karn, all the comics I have, there's an entire Nightwing section devoted just because it's uh, it is my favorite character. He's like Daredevil. He's like Daredevil without any powers. Okay. He's Daredevil meets Batman, and even yeah. Anyways, let's go to yeah. So uh, there's a, another film he's come, uh, that he's making called Johnny Quest, which is meant to be. Uh, it, it's basically an animated series that is been turning into turning into a uh, live action film. It's a uh, Hanna Barbera show. Oh, so you know? I was hoping you knew. That's yeah, yeah it's I... a it's a it's a Hanna Barbera show. It's like a a teenager who's like a spy, I believe. Okay, okay. Um, but this is like, yeah, so. I don't, it's for me. It's gonna be like Speed Racer. I don't think it'll do well. Okay, okay. It well, just says everyone who's nostalgic for Johnny Quest is too old to care to go to a movie. Okay, okay. And uh, yeah, so we'll we go straight into the plot itself. So uh, I'll let you do the honors of uh, describing the whole plot to this film, The Tomorrow War. Oh boy, where do I start? So um, it's twenty twenty December. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a game going on for the for some sort of soccer, and a portal opens in the middle of por- the match on live TV. On live TV, in the middle of the field, uh, mm-hmm. in the middle of the match, as the Brazil striker is going for the goal. Oh, so uh, before we go like that, because this is set in the future, what if Brazil make it into the final? Or it doesn't look like it's the final, but imagine if it is the final and Brazil have made it into the final. Would we be treating this film like how everyone thinks The Simpsons predicted everything? But Brazil is in the final. No, this they is made... no, this is no, this movie, this movie is like the Qatar World Cup. Was there a Qatar World Cup? Yeah, yeah, it said Qatar World Cup twenty twenty two. No, but did that actually happen? Oh, oh 20... yeah, that's what it said in the background. You can see it. Oh, you thought it was the Copa America? No, I just saw it was a random match. I didn't see because it was December. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, I saw it in the background. I just saw I didn't notice that. That's that's cool. That's uh. But then oh. again, isn't that, isn't the year wrong as well? Then because twenty twenty two is the. World. It didn't say. I swear it said twenty twenty because it was pre COVID. I specifically remember saying, "Oh, that's a very convenient uh, month they chose." Maybe I'm wrong. Well, yeah, um, okay. But anyways, so what happens is is that there's a war in the future. In 2052? Yeah, something stupid like that. Yeah, and uh, they're sending people back and letting uh, people in 2020 know that we need men and women uh, for this war or we're only at 40 or 50 more years to live. <laughs> and um, so you fast forward a year and apparently they're enlisting like 10 to 20,000 people every week. Uh, very specific people. From what I can tell. Um, so Chris Pratt's character is a ex-military officer or sergeant who becomes a biology teacher. Now, the fact that he wasn't enlisted immediately doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> uh, uh, let's go with that first. Um, yeah, because it was like a year later, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it was solid, like, 10 to 11 months. And then you see, like, all, like, they just don't care. They're giving, like, 60-year-old women and 60-year-old men guns and, like, the arm yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> Just throwing them. <laughs> it was, it, it's such a, because, so, so essentially what happens is that uh, Chris Pratt's character gets uh, enlisted, not enlisted, uh, gets drafted. And um, they get sent back, in, back into the future to fight these aliens who are eating humans. Yeah, but let's also not mention that that before they uh, accept him, they check his profile, and he dies seven years from present time. He dies seven years, so that's why they're like, "Oh, we can use you in the future because you're gonna die anyway." Which this is, cr- this is, is correct. Pretty... No, because sorry, go sorry. No, you carrying this wrong. No, because uh, there was a scene between him and Sam Richardson's character where um, they were trying to figure out how it worked. The time travel. They were waiting at the Elizabeth camp. So Sam's character noticed that, um, sorry, yeah, Sam Richards' character noticed that um, everyone who came into the from the past, the future into the past, were very young. So none of them were born up until that point. Yeah, and everyone that they were sending to the future was not alive at the point of the twenty fifty when it started. So yeah, they had died prior to that. So they made a bit of a loophole where. There's never the same person twice in the same timeline. Yeah, yeah, of course. That makes sense. That was it. the only portion that made sense to me. That, the, that's right, yeah. The <laughs> time travel portion of this movie, actually, like, they didn't screw it up. I was like, okay, that that works out. Like, you, your time travel doesn't make any sense in any movie, if you really think about it. That's but in this right. way, they're, okay, it makes sense. But you then, only think, I, I just want to add to this whole plot, <coughs> is that, so, there's a war in the future, yeah? War. Yep. So, so the the tomorrow war, yeah, and uh, that's because it's it's happening in like the future. So tomorrow's the future, right? <laughs> <laughs> so they're coming back in time, saying, "You know what? Um, we need." Oh, more can, can, can I stop you? Yeah. So the way they described their time machine and the way time traveled for yeah. them was it was a river. Time's a river that's always flowing, and they were on two separate rafts. Now. Mm-hmm. If are two rafts that are, that are linked, excuse me. So two rafts that are linked, where there's a distance between the rafts on the river, they're constantly going to be moving. Mm-hmm. So for every minute or two minutes that we're waiting here, it's happening simultaneously in the future, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's there's no pinpointing. This isn't uh, shit. What was the other movie? I'm blanking right now. Uh, Eat die. What's it called? Uh, the the edge of tomorrow. No, the movie we, we did for the last podcast. Oh, primer. Primary, yeah, it's like Primer where they can pick and choose the exact uh, minute. Also, we are doing Edge of Tomorrow for a future podcast. Uh, we we missed Tom Cruise's happy birthday. Happy birthday to Tom Cruise, the last living action hero alive. He didn't bitch out and become a governor. He didn't bitch out. And <laughs> I, think he, I think he couldn't make it as a governor because he's in so far, his head so far up the ass of Scientology. Dude, he runs his own cult and no one gives a fuck. He runs Scientology. He, you realize this, right? Like, he yeah. is, he's running that shit. And it's just, and he owns like half the moon, too. Okay, hey, no, let's stop, okay? We're doing a Tom Cruise podcast. <laughs> We're talking Edge of Tomorrow, okay? Like, that's okay. So, movie. okay. So, let me just quickly add a few things to this, right, Gary? So, they've gone back, in, they come back from the future to say, oh, we need more soldiers, right? But why wasn't there even a little bit of dialogue or even if an attempt of maybe, Oh, let's prevent the war, or maybe create a separate timeline where there is no war. 
or maybe just bring back from the future some intel or machinery that they can use, except for the fucking time machine thing, that could help them fight the war. But no, all they've come back for is soldiers. And on top of that, yeah, every country in the whole planet or in the in on Earth are <laughs> on board. They're like, yeah, yeah, oh, geez, we well, definitely, we're all in. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm all in. Right, and then I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, carry on. Right, so I'm gonna go. I have one thing that I liked about this film is Chris Pratt um, having to go in the future. Meeting his future, well, his daughter, who's almost the same age as him at the time. But the time you call gets... that though, right? Yeah, you, you know, call I, that I, like that. You knew that immediately. <laughs> I, but I, I, I liked that he, she, obviously figured out the serum thing, the toxins that could kill all these aliens. But obviously, she dies, and it, there's a lot of heart in that part where he he dies in front of her and everything. Um. One thing I want to say, right? If they ended the movie there and there, and he's got the toxins, and just let the fucking he just gives the like he goes back to the back to the back to the future, back to uh, the present day, and gives the toxins to the government, and said, "Look, here we can kill them all off," and he stopped it there and ended the film. That'd be perfect ending to a movie because he watched his watch his daughter die. But one minute before I go, any I'm going to say one more few more things, then he can add to it. But. That would have been perfect because that was the perfect ending to like it, it brought me a lot, brought a lot of heart into it, right? But it turns out the fucking Amazon were like, you know what, we've still got a bit of budget in there, let's fucking sh- let's fuck shit more, more shit up, right? And also, another thing I liked about the movie is the aliens, the aliens were pretty cool, like they, yes. they weren't, they weren't like they weren't too bad, they weren't great, but they were fucking they were wild, but anyway. So, when he comes back with these toxins, he speaks to his uh, his his government, obviously the American government, and all of a sudden, right, yeah, they want to trust and listen to these people that come for actually to ask for uh, more soldiers, and they were like, yeah, 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 they're all aboard for that, like without a blink of an eye. But when fucking Chris Pratt tells them like, oh, listen, uh, we may we have failed. But um, I know where they all are now. So uh, let's send an army there to destroy them all. I've got the toxins that will kill the fucking aliens. Hello? And they're like, no, 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 no. Why are they saying no, 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 no to that? Uh, it's just stupid, right? And on top of that, one last thing I want to add in, right? These fucking toxins. These fucking precious toxins, right? They're so fucking beautiful and precious, right? The whole fucking plot. The whole reason for this whole thing was to go there and kill him with these toxins. Chris Pratt uses it on like two or three of them, right? These precious toxins. And then, you know what? He ends up fucking destroying them all anyway by like bombing them. <laughs> not, not even toxins. The toxins are fucking stupid. <laughs> it's like they just thought, you know what? I'm going to Michael Bay the fuck out of this film. Let's just blow up everything. J.K. Simmons was pretty good in this film, actually. His little short role was pretty fun. He was like, yoked, man. I thought the casting in the movie was quite good. I thought, I think Chris Pratt's a surprising leading man, but he does well. Yeah. He's not a great actor. I'm not saying that, but he's like, like a very. You think I when I see Chris Pratt, I think oh, okay, this is going to be somewhat comical. Yeah, like he's yeah. going to be funny. 
And he there were a lot of jokes in this. So this is like I didn't think he was bad in this at all. Let's just mm-hmm. be let's just be honest yeah. here. Like the movie itself, it didn't take any chances, in my opinion. I think that's it was so and that's why it's not a bad movie, but it's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, yeah, the whole like for, they don't explain like the spaceship part where like there's someone coming here just to like so we didn't explain anything. So we didn't explain the end. So they did find the cure. And so they found the claw. They had a claw. Someone took a claw as like a souvenir. And they yeah. analyzed the claw. And they noticed that there was ash on the claw, on the claw from a very specific uh, volcano, volcano that only yeah. blew up in a specific year. So they pinpointed the volcano to like a spaceship landing with these aliens that would essentially have acted like some sort of uh, world exterminator. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, so the like the movie was about thirty or four minutes too long. They could you're right. They could have just ended it there. It's literally two hours twenty minutes. That could have been just like an hour and forty five would have been perfect. One thing I don't understand is how the fact that there was volcanic ash in the claw wasn't figured out in the future. Hmm. Like you would do an autopsy on the dead yeah. ones. It's, I mean, they're able to find the fucking way to extract the vial. I'm oh, sorry, to extract the the antidote or the the opposite of the antidote. What's it called? The poison, not the poison. Yeah. But what, you know what I mean. So it's just like it was just weird, weird. And <laughs> just, what, one thing I just want to add in this: uh, the actress who plays his daughter <coughs> in the future, uh, Yvonne Shavisky. Shavisky, yeah. yeah. She like. I've only ever seen her in Handmaid's Tale, and she's a fucking cunt in that fucking show. And... She was in um, Chuck. She was in Dexter. Yeah, I've never um... seen her in But, like, I-, I enjoyed her in this. Like, she seems like she oh, was, she like... Oh, she was in Mass Effect too. the game. The... Oh, so she's, like, playing a voice in the game? They- that, and they took her likeness. Oh, okay. And think about yeah. this is, like, PS3, maybe? So that's a long time ago. How old is yeah. she? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not, not. Oh, I'm just saying that like it's one of the first times they would use um, someone famous for the video game. That's what my point is. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but yeah, I really enjoyed in this. Like, she seemed like because because I because I only remember her from that uh, show, Handmaid's Tale. I kind of like, oh god, she's gonna be fucking evil in this too. But she showed uh, similar similar shit. Yeah, that's good. Um, one <laughs> thing that the, 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 sorry guys, I'm just I'm just out of the bottom of my kitchen. The nest scene. So there's a scene where they're trying to distract the queen from the. Um... So this doesn't make any sense to me. They 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 said that they specifically made a poison prior to Chris Pratt coming to the future, and it killed any of them but the queen. So now they need to extract the queen. But I just don't understand why couldn't they just kill the queen there and then and just use the poison on everyone else? You remember this, right? You remember when yeah, they said they, that? Yeah, they got her in this cage. No, 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 no. But remember prior, they said, oh, we found the toxin that could kill the normies, but it doesn't kill the queen. And I'm like, well, let's kill the queen and get the toxin on everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but that nesting reminded me of the, of the, um, the end of... Uh, Tenant, a little bit. The the, the that fight scene. Just the, the... Not the scene. Sorry, the um the nest scene. 
and the last okay. like just because the desert area where it was kind of in like the yeah. alien. and then it was weird because the queen alien would let off like a scream so that everyone can hear her. and then you could see the aliens like sprinting down this mountain lane and then like <laughs> 10 minutes later they barely reached i'm like yo they should have been there like in two seconds <laughs> that, yeah. like, they're running down the mountain <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense <laughs> Let's, okay, let's just go back. Okay, you mentioned that the aliens are very cool. We mentioned Chris Pratt and Yvonne Chabrisky and J.K. Simmons being great. Um, mm-hmm. There's one... Um, the staircase scene. I thought if we were watching that, was... that in the movie theater, you would it would have really resonated more. Yeah, 100%. That was pretty um, good, though. That was pretty intense, should I say. It, it, I feel like that's what you're missing when it comes to watching movies at home and as opposed to the theater. Is that you don't get the? It's hard to get tense moments or yeah. suspense, really. So it's um, yeah, it was, it was. I really wanted this movie to do well, um, because if this movie did well, then we'd be getting a lot more movies getting, that would be bought by Amazon or Paramount Plus or HBO oh. Max and getting sent directly to the on demand rather than theaters. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't think I would have gone to the cinema to watch this, though, even if it came out. Like, if it was just exclusively in the cinema, I would have watched it. Well, you say this now because you're going to be picky with the movies you watch. But, like, when if it was pre-COVID, I, I, mm, yeah. I think I would have watched it mainly because I want to see what Chris McKay can do because he's going to be doing Nightwing. Uh, okay, okay. And I do, I, I like Chris Pratt, like, all the church stuff aside, which I don't really, I don't think he realized the church was was anti-gay, but I just think he can't, he doesn't want to like, he's too nice to turn his back on people who helped him through some sort of crisis. I figure his divorce uh, with Anna Pakun, he, well, Anna Pakun, but you know what I mean, with the girl from Scandal. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, but. The girl from Scandal. <laughs> but think about it, like, he's like Harrison Ford, dude. He has three legit franchises. He has uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. This guy is Andy Dwyer, so he has Parks and Rec. He was mm-hmm. uh, main on that. Then he has Guardians of the Galaxy with Marvel, and then he ha- is leading that, which was also like they're like, oh, this, this movie flopped. We don't really care. We're just going to try it out. One of the best Marvel movies of all time. Yeah. And then he was um, the lead in the Lego movie. And then he has Jurassic Park. He literally has his own Lego headpiece and hairpiece. If, if that's not making it, I don't know. Like, I think by the time he reaches towards the end of his career, he'll be leading the top box office actors of all time. Oh yeah, I think I, I think I, right I, now it's Harrison yeah. Ford and Samuel L. Jackson between one and two of them. Because Jurassic World three is coming out, another Lego right. movie is coming out, and another Guardians is coming. He's gonna make another three billion potentially. That's true, actually. Yeah. So I'm sorry we're going on a tangent. Uh, you back to you with the. Uh, no, that's tomorrow. fine. I, I'll, I'll think less. Uh let's put it to the end of this and so I'm, I'm just going to say if you really want to watch a movie uh, for the sake of watching a movie watch it, watch this film it's on Prime uh, it's a Prime exclusive isn't it or Prime uh, whatever, whatever they call it Prime it's bought exclusive. it for 200 million dollars so that it wouldn't Two? have to go to theaters yeah. 2 million? 200 million dollars they bought it they bought this film Oh, so like it wasn't like they produced it themselves. They just produced the film and then they were like, oh, uh, we'll buy it off you? 
No, they just did the um, the advertising for it. Someone, another another company produced it, but they didn't, okay. they didn't release it to theaters, so they didn't know which company to sell it use. to. Yes, yeah, excuse me. Okay, okay, that's fine then. <coughs> All right, then. Yes, yeah, so uh, you, you're over to you. Conclusion of this film. What do you, what do you say? It's an easy movie to watch. It doesn't screw up time travel. I mean, the last thirty minutes are a bit ridiculous, but at one point, Chris Pratt like jumps over one of the aliens and uses that was the weirdest scene ever too like, just shoot the guy man make it easy yeah <laughs> the one thing there was and no he... end credit scene there was no like allude to a sequel which I thought was you weird. told me there was and I was there we fucking skipping through it like hmm this but I knew it was either a trap for you to just make me sit through the credits so I just fast forwarded like yeah he was gonna make me sit through this right and I then... fast forwarded there's no post credit scene yeah, but you still did it. Yeah, you got me, little bitch. All right, <laughs> then. All right, so uh, don't do drugs unless it's free. Uh, have a lovely day, cocksuckers. Stay safe, wear a mask. Get back to the... You've been listening to Diluted Film Dive. Follow the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Diluted Film Dive. You gonna do something or just stand there and bleed? Thanks for listening.